Yesterday, I asked my staff to put his portrait out because, as you heard, the 265th Pope of our Roman Catholic Church died yesterday, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, who lived 95 years. He was born on Holy Saturday in 1927, given the name Joseph Aloysius Ratzinger. And we know that he was the first German pope in centuries, a thousand years. For us with German heritage, I hope we don't have to wait another ten centuries or one of our own. He was elected Pope in 2005, and he accepted it at the age of 78. And we remember that he resigned. He had humility to admit that he no longer had the emotional capability or the physical stamina to do the work. He resigned on February 28th 2013, he was in a small meeting with cardinals, finished his work of the day in Italian, and then switched into Latin to basically say, I'm done. He was the last cardinal to have participated in Vatican Council II. Father Ratzinger as a 35-year-old young priest, was a theological consultant to the Cardinal of Cologne at Vatican II. And so now you cannot find anyone, anymore, anywhere who participated in Vatican Council II over 60 years ago. Pope Benedict named our bishop and assigned him here in 2011, and a year later, Bishop Kagan asked Pope Benedict to name me a Monsignor, which he did on November 19th of 2012, and that's why his death has been particularly heartfelt to me. We have lost in our church a brilliant mind and a very powerful example of following our Lord. Pope Benedict was one of the leading theologians in our church since 1981. A few things you may not know about him. He was a lover of cats. Now people say that more so than dogs, Cats know cat lovers. People would comment how cats would run to him as if they knew him. They were enchanted with him. And his, his favorite cat was named Chico. Now, I'm not a cat lover, and I know you guys are out there. But if you're out there, Pope Benedict is in your corner, okay, forever. He never had a license to drive a car, 
but he did have a helicopter's pilot's license, so there. <laughs> he played the piano, John, and he also was a soldier in the German army at the age of 18 in World War II. And seeing the rise of the Third Reich, he deserted the German army. And as a result of that, he was interred in a POW camp. So today, throughout the church, we're praying for his rest. He didn't want to be Pope. His brother is also a priest who said after his brother was elected Pope, Monsignor Ratzinger said, I can't believe they're doing this to my brother. But he said yes. He made me, Pope Benedict made me proud to be Catholic. And it really is not a surprise that he would die just as the entire world is on the threshold of this solemnity of Mary, the mother of God. In our gospel today, Mary and Joseph are visited by the shepherds. And the gospel says in Luke chapter 2 that Mary reflects on that visit in her heart. Mary has been reflecting on many things in her heart. The Annunciation, the visit of the angels, the shepherds, the magi. She had to hide in Egypt for three and a half years with her son and Joseph. All of these things Mary kept in her heart. And for centuries, artists have been trying to capture the heart of Mary. This is an image of one of my favorite captions of Mary's heart. This is in uh, Florence, Italy, actually. Fra Angelico uh, painted this, and I put that information in my bulletin if you want to maybe look at a little more art in this new year. But there, Mary is reflecting on these things in her heart. Mary's heart. Mary's heart is the model of our faith. And Mary's heart, remember, made her the first Christian, as I've said. She was the first to believe in her son and wants us to do the same. Mary's heart always said yes. Mary's heart never rushed to understand God's will for her. Mary's heart rushed to accept God's will for her. Do you think that she really wanted to do what she did? Don't you think Mary had plans for her life? Do you think she really wanted to see her son crucified? She said yes. Like Job in the Old Testament, remember that story? God allowed Job to suffer, and Job was trying to figure out why he was suffering. Job was trying to figure out, why, why is this happening to me? And he couldn't understand why this would be happening to me, but Job concluded that God must know, so Job said, that's good enough for me. Because if we try to understand God's will for us, we're going to get worn out. We're going to get angry with God. We're going to get lost. So Mary said yes. 
and, and she, she taught this heartfelt faith to her son. And Jesus taught it to us. We have evidence of that when he taught us the Our Father, saying, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And we witnessed our Lord living this in the Garden of Gethsemane before his passion, saying, Lord, take this cup from me, but if not, thy will be done. This is the heartfelt, probably most beautiful prayer ever. Thy will be done, not mine. So we're here today, maybe with some New Year's resolutions. And just an FYI, by January 17th, most of them have gone the wayside. Remember last year I tried to start wearing my seatbelt and that failed on the first day. But my most successful resolution was in 2004 when I quit chewing tobacco. I'm still proud of that. And this is my 19th anniversary of no Copenhagen. The only happy person is my dentist, really. But it's... So I, 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 I'm, not a, I'm not a person of New Year's resolutions, but I, I always try to incorporate, like you do, things simply that we can change our day with. And Mary's heart is one of them. We can all have the resolution just to simply pray in the morning like Mary, Lord, today, let it be done to me. Lord, today, your will and not my will. Lord, today, yes. This beautiful prayer brought peace to Mary's life and it will bring peace to ours as well. Amen.